Hi, welcome to Own Your Health. I am Dr. Caitlin Shea, naturopathic doctor, and I'm here with Lorna, registered dietitian, intuitive eating coach. Hi, Lorna. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Today we are talking all about IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. It's linked to anxiety, depression, and mental health issues, and how we treat IBS holistically, because we have amazing results with IBS, digestive issues, really are our strong point as holistic practitioners. Um, so we are so excited to jump into this and tell you all about it. Absolutely, I love this topic and um, it, it just really touches so many lives. So I think that um, we just see so much benefit from it that it's, it's always really exciting to be able to um, have an aha moment for people. Yes. So let's get started. Why don't you tell us a little bit um, about what IBS is? Yeah, so I'll tell you about IBS. I mean, I personally have experienced it. I guess I have IBS, but I have a very sensitive digestive tract, and that's what got me into naturopathy, and that I went to see a naturopath. I had great results with it, and now I it's very manageable. I feel really good with my digestive health. So I know the ins and outs of the digestive issues and the discomfort and the pain and, uh, that it can bring, and how it impacts you socially and everything. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So, uh, with IBS, it's really a descriptive term that there's nothing structurally or physically going on so much that it's not ulcerative plagueis, it's not celiac, it's uh, nothing is really um, damaging to the intestinal tract. It's a, a functional issue. So there could be some spasming in the intestinal tract. You could be low on some probiotics, some good bacteria. You could be low on some digestive enzymes. You could have some food sensitivities or foods that don't ear that don't agree with you super well. So uh, there's multiple things, and then a really big aspect of it is your mood and your stress level. Absolutely. You're stressed. You're anxious. That really shuts down the digestive tract. Your nervous system can go into the sympathetic, adrenalized, go-go-go state, or it can go into the parasympathetic rest and digest state. So you need to be relaxed to be digesting. And um, I'll just let you tell us a bit about the research with stress, mental health, and IBS. Absolutely. I have also um, struggled with IBS and have been pain-free for um, many, many, many years now, but more in the stressful years of my life. It started when I was in university, and I think that's when a lot of people start to recognize things that go on in their body. Um, but it, it really lasted for me, and that's when I started to notice that dairy was bothering me. So then I started to learn the, the concept of lactose intolerance. Um, and just dealing with pain and stress can really proliferate um, in the bowel, some people get uh, diarrhea, some people get constipation. So depending on your body will really determine, you know, how it's going to react to you. And then, you know, I went to the extent that, um, you know, I went in and out of the emergency department, like with the spasms that you were talking about. And you really do believe that there's something um, deeply wrong. So then, then it moves to the colonoscopy and, you know, sometimes people do have polyps and they do have to be removed and it's benign. Um, but it definitely is like you see a syndrome. It's not necessarily something that, um, is a diagnostics that you're going to, you, you may live with it, but can be controlled with stress response. And thankfully there was nothing wrong with me. Um, and then once I got a handle on, um, 
you know, coping with stress and managing stress and understanding my body and especially the foods that went with it, I was able to, to live with no pain at all. And so we know that uh, roughly 60% of IBS patients um, are showing with psychiatric disorders. So it could be, you know, we've talked about this in a podcast before, the degree of mental health is on such a large spectrum um and you know to measure it with research but it doesn't have to to be a a massive diagnostics it could be just um managing with uh generalized well it could be a generalized anxiety disorder but it could be just anxiety um or depression that can be managed very simply with the diet with exercise without pharmaceutical medications so um, i think understanding the degree of the mental health that's going on first would be a really big piece and that's all that that is the responsibility of the patient the client to understand okay when is enough enough in my body and when do i need to ask for help mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like what you said there that it doesn't have to be a full diagnosis um that you're you know that it's a spectrum with the anxiety with depression we all have some level of anxiety some level of depression it's when you're putting it on a scale, it, you know, you get into the diagnostic criteria for certain like titles of things mm-hmm. when it's interfering with your work, it's interfering with your relationships, there's the severity of it. So we all experience those emotions, the fear, the worry, symptoms of anxiety. It's um, when it's, it's going too high that you're like given different titles for things, mm-hmm. but um, any level of stress, anxiety, depression can affect your digestive health. So it doesn't have to be that you're, you're fully full blown. Um, I don't know if I should say full blown, but you have that diagnosis to have an impact on your digestion. Yeah. And the bottom line here is we know that they go hand in hand with stress. So if you are struggling with digestive issues, um, most often it has to do with some sort of, uh, stress response that's going on, um, either physically or emotionally. The stress could come, I mean, we're looking at mental health as being, uh, the sole, um, kind of contributing factor here, but also there could be a uh, physical stress that's going on from the foods that just don't agree with the body. So when you do your food sensitivities and things like that, but just for today to kind of look at it from a stress response um and managing stress in the body i think that we could elaborate on that a little bit more Uh, so most of your serotonin is made in your gut serotonin that happy neurotransmitter that uh, makes us feel motivated excited and just upbeat it's mostly made in your gut so so a really simple treatment with ibs is Mm -hmm. a probiotic so not always right for everyone speak to your practitioner first but a probiotic it can be such an easy solution if you're on the right one you don't want to get a low quality one that doesn't really have much benefit because with supplements they're not regulated the same way pharmaceuticals are so you know talk to your practitioner ask me ask you which one to get because with ibs it's different there's categories of ibs so ibs a where you alternate diarrhea constipation ibs b diarrhea ibs c constipation um, and then is it IBS too? You need to make sure that's what you have. But there's probiotics that are very well studied. You know, a lot of the brands that we use, they're um, researched from Harvard and like very cost-effective uh, supplements too that 
some really simple thing to getting those building blocks, blocks in place as you're working with your stress, working with your nutrition can help quickly. Mm-hmm. And absolutely in terms of the research that's done on the probiotics because the specific strains, whether it's bifidum or um, acidophilus or whatever the actual strain is, is research for a particular outcome. So if that outcome is to reduce diarrhea onset, um, then that would be the strain that we would recommend. And sometimes there's a, a lot of different strains and then there's 25 billion or there's 15 billion. So depending on the strength, and then we're also gonna monitor how long you'd be on it to really just give the gut then um, a boost so your body is able to do it on its own. Um, and just from a food standpoint, uh, it used to be very much like putting people on um, an elimination diet and then slowly bringing foods back in, which certainly uh, we do if we really, really have to, if things are, are really, um, even if we have candida on board and every single food is going to be affecting the body and there's pain with all food, certainly we would go um, to that degree um, for that particular case. But often we can manage it with just taking out dairy for a little bit, see how the body is able to, inflammation can come down um, and, and work with food groups that way. So everybody's going to be different in terms of uh, the foods that we would recommend or not recommend as well. It responds quickly too, with that if you took out, say if someone had to take out dairy for the week, it should be a week. It shouldn't be much longer that with digestive issues, they I see them respond fast versus a rash, eczema, psoriasis, you're like eight weeks, and I'm like, okay, hold on a little bit longer, it'll start to improve, mm -hmm. it's frustrating. But with digestion, it's nice that, you know, you can do one or two food groups and do it quickly to know that it's making a change. And then you know, and I think there's a lot of like cyclic stress that goes on with, with food and I, I, you know, finding stress that the food is going to bother you and then that increases the stress because you know the digestive, when our digestive health is off, our mental health is, is gone. Like you said, that serotonin um, connection and plus the frustration anger uh, or association um, that goes on. So I think that if you remove uh, a food that might not be the culprit of the IBS but can, you know, really release the symptoms that you're experiencing your ability to cope increases and and then everything really starts to get back on track and when you know that one food if you've taken it out for a week then you know that if you have it it's going to have a response and the really interesting thing i like about dairy and ibs and um lactose intolerance is it's not like life lasting you know like once you become um healthier in your mind and body and and more aware of of you know really how you operate um, as a as a whole system, um, you can really then put a little bit of dairy back in if you know the you can tolerate it, the yeah. threshold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, dairy is like more dose dependent, so maybe you have a little bit in your coffee, but then if you had like a cheese plate for lunch, you're like game over. But especially as the gut health gets stronger and probiotics give you lactate enzymes, you can take digestive enzymes. You can do things to have the foods that you really want. Yeah, and, and a nice system and a schedule too. So, you know, you have a morning that you get your supplements in or, or you have a, a nice digestive kind of um, addition from ginger or um, even cider vinegar. And you kind of do the same things and you've got a nice little self-care system that goes on that can really help to build um, the strength of the gut and the strength of the mind. 
Um, something else I do with uh, IBS and digestive issues is uh, a stool analysis that you can see uh, if your probiotic levels are low, it'll tell you the different strains of probiotic bacteria and it'll show you that uh, no growth or zero and then a plus four, so you have optimal levels, and then which probiotics you need. Uh, you can see if there's uh, a bad bacterial overgrowth, and then they test those bacteria against pharmaceuticals and natural substances like oregano, garlic, and they can see what would kill off the bacteria or yeast um, uh, as well. So they test for candida too if there's some in the GI tract. Uh, and then they test your digestive enzymes to see if you're low on um, if you're not able to break down proteins or fats. So it's called a comprehensive stool analysis. So that's been an option for some people. That's awesome. I wish that was around when I when I had all my digestive issues. I mean, I certainly had to kind of work and it taught me so much. And um, I think that that's why this is an area that I love so much. There's one other thing that I wanted to um, touch on because when we're anxious or depressed, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of things that come into play with, with digestion and food and everything, but, um, if we're anxious, our body isn't, uh, digesting as, as well, like you mentioned in the beginning. So knowing your body through journaling and writing everything down so you can start to see trends, you know, you might feel more rested in the morning and your digestive system might be working, um, better for you in the morning and, and then knowing when things start to go downhill for you, it might be literally, uh, you know, you're getting tired from sleep or it might be the food that you're giving yourself. So seeing the patterns and then you can really start to realize and identify with safe foods. So if that's a smoothie for you in the morning, you know, that always works for you. So if you do have um, a more of an anxious uh, provoked setting either from work or, or assignment you're working on. I mean, right now it's kind of like everything's up in the air. I know I've got four kids at home and it's like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. But, um, you know, kind of like identifying with a safe food that you know is going to work for your digestive system when you have to enter into that meeting or that interview or something. Um, I think that it's really important to know your body enough to it and to take that time. Yeah, my favorite is oatmeal. Oatmeal is a good one. Yeah, and then I know a lot of people um, gravitate towards smoothies that have um, banana in it. You can also put oatmeal in there. The overnight oats is really good. Um, nausea is something people struggle a lot with as well. With with anxiety and depression is nausea. So colder things, um, ginger, cooling, mint, putting mint. I know the summer, like mint and uh, watermelon is is really good um bromelain is a, a enzyme in pineapple and it's good for digestion so putting pineapple into a smoothie or into something you eat as well can help the digestive enzymes and um certainly come as a supplement but our body if if it's working to its capacity um that we're trying to get it to then the the digestive enzymes will work for us for our benefit well, thank you so much for talking about this um, ever-expanding topic. I feel that there's always new research in it. And, um, you know, we didn't even really touch on the microbiome. Um, so maybe that would be a really good topic for us to address in one of our upcoming podcasts with all of the fascinating research that's available for there. Yeah, for sure. And we're always here for you guys 
virtually as long as you're in Ontario we can work with you and book in with us one-on-one -on -one and we can help guide you along because we've done it ourselves <laughs> so you know we're going to people to come to if this is an issue because we don't want you experiencing that pain and discomfort and I think that's kind of why we're so interested in is like giving back to make sure people don't have to go through that anymore that's right so. it's uh it's it's very very frustrating and taxing and um affects affects our relationships as well just yeah and it doesn't have to be there mm -hmm. that's right absolutely have All an right, awesome well, day you, okay thanks so much bye, bye.